Welcome to the RPGBot.News. I'm Randall James, and with me is Tyler Kamstra. Hi, everybody. And Random Pal. Evening. And we have a special guest tonight uh, from the Dames and Dragons podcast. We have Hannah Colbert. Hello, I'm Hannah. I use they, them pronouns. I'm just a humble fool, but I'm also a cast member on Dames and Dragons, and uh, I design merch and run our online store. Awesome. Also, cool, cool art on Twitter. That's a thing, too. Oh, yes, I do make art additionally. Sometimes I forget the things that I do because I do too many things. You need the things like literally listed in front of you. What are all the things that happen in any given day? Really? Absolutely. All right. Tyler, what's happening? So I'm a longtime listener of Dames and Dragons, and Hannah is one of the cast members on the podcast, so we're very excited to have you today, Hannah. So it, in your own words, describe Dames and Dragons for our listeners who may not have listened before. Oh, golly. Dames and Dragons. So yeah, we're an actual play D&D podcast. You know, I think it's summed up fairly well that it's about teenage guardians fumbling attempts at heroism and the occasional fart joke. It's got great original music by our our dear friend Noelle, uh, who is also on the show. So our our DM, Kat, has created a fascinating world and a wonderful pantheon of gods. And uh, we as players come in and are just terrible little wieners in in this beautiful world. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) I have to say, as a a big fan of world building and in particular mythology, there's a decent amount of Greek-influenced mythology, which is a a thing that I am a big fan of. So, like, how has that real-world comparison influenced both your perspective of the game and also, you think, the whole world in general. Oh yeah, definitely. It's really a nice coincidence that I already had a really big interest in Greek mythology mm-hmm. and that Kat, our DM, has created this pantheon of gods that definitely, I think, draws influence from, I mean, a lot of different mythologies, but I can definitely see the Greek comparison in that, like Greek mythology on our world in our podcast, Avalis, gods are basically extremely powerful, immortal people, and like normal people, they can be capricious and dangerous. Unlike people, though, when they have a bad breakup or just a bad day, they might level a city or create a new season. So yeah, their stories are interpersonal and often tragic, and like Greek gods, they're always getting all up in each other's business. One of the cool things there, right? Big pantheon of gods, big story, but ultimately the the podcast settles around like a particular character uh, who, you know, not spoil for anybody who we're going to drag into it, but right, uh, eventually becomes or or is named as Mary. And so there's there's a person, there's a human being, maybe not a human being, you know what I'm saying, that you can ultimately center the story around. How is that character driven the narrative in like past arcs and how is that maturing as the podcast goes on? Ah, well, I don't know. I mean, I spoilers, how much should I uh I mean, I guess, you know, minimal okay. specifics like yes, yes. Strokes, enough, enough to get him in. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, um <laughs> yes, uh so one of the main characters on our podcast is a player character that Cat plays. Um, Mary and well <laughs> we she kind of gets named that by her friends um since what she's officially called is just the goddess she lives on this floating island that her predecessor raised up into the sky to protect people from the chaos of the world below where gods kind of run rampant and mess things up all the time so yeah uh Mary is an incarnation of a goddess who basically gives birth to herself and then incarnates in the next body and continues to kind of pass that down through her matrilineal line. Nice. 
And and right, and then things went terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, spoilers, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's conflict in our podcast. Um, so yeah, uh, our main player characters are characters who were kind of raised from birth to look out for the goddess and be her guardians. But there's something kind of odd that has happened with the incarnation cycle, and um. That's kind of where we begin our story. Awesome. Let's stop for a second. I actually want to pop back a little bit. So uh, how long have you been doing the podcast together? Or how long has the podcast been running, I should say? Uh, The podcast started, I actually joined a little bit later than the others. So they were, I believe, starting to record in 2016 and then releasing episodes in 2017. Let's see. Remind me the first part of the question again. Oh, um, essentially, yeah. Like, how long have the podcast been been running? And then, kind of, my follow up to it, which I hadn't asked, but let's go and do it now. Uh, how does everybody know each other? Like, how did how did the group of players and the DM come together to put this together? We all met because we all went to the same arts high school for juniors and seniors. Sophie and I were in the visual arts program, and. Kat and Juniper and Noel were in the language arts program. It's funny, you know, we were all part of the same big friend group. I thought that they were very, very cool. Inexplicably, they have told me that they thought that I was cool, which is wrong because uh, (laughs) I regularly wore top hats and I did call myself the king of the school. So (laughs) if it makes you feel any better, I don't think anyone was cool in high school. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. Top hats. My I, mom I feel... helped me make them. Oh, okay. that's even them. actually cool. That's even Again, my mom helped me make them. I could not have made them without my mom. Shout out Heidi, top hat making queen. Awesome. I now kind of want to see <laughs> pictures. We should have a link in the show notes if oh, that's God. possible. <laughs> we can have a link of, in the show notes to a picture. <laughs> yeah, of top hat, just in case. Just in case you're wondering what a top hat is, like we can yeah. totally we can yeah. nail that down for you. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like an obscure. You know, I, I don't know if like the average listener is gonna be able to visualize it, but why is a top hat a top hat? Like, where are people putting these other hats that aren't top hats? Well, no, see, because what happened is to make a top hat, you take a top and then you turn it upside down and then you start building loops of fabric around it, and that's why it's called a top hat. Don't fact check me. Um, so I was a hundred percent in, uh, wonderful. All right. So, so, so Hannah, tell us about your character in the party. Tell us about Slake. Ah, golly. Uh, let's see Slake. So Slake is a half-orc fighter. They're a teenager like the rest of the main cast. They're very enthusiastic, if a bit naive and they uh, they serve a beetle god at the very beginning of the show. They're very much raised to uh, to be a competent fighter, but they'd kind of rather be uh, making weird sculptures out of found objects and talking to bugs. And not in like a um, magical, they could communicate with bugs way. They're just really lonely. Okay, so like the bugs aren't talking back. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know how it is when you talk to bugs. You just kind of like you just picture what they might say back i'm, I'm gonna yeah I'm absolutely, absolutely, yeah no i i know exactly what you mean but <laughs> for, for for the listeners at home i would like to describe this a little bit more you know you just you look at like a, you go outside and you know you you see like a nice little one of those those like japanese beetles that are invasive but like really cute and it lands on your knee and you tell it about your day and then like you can just you can just picture in your little mind's eye or your mind's ear 
what it might be saying back to you. And it's like, you don't have to stay here if you want. You kind of like raise your hand a little bit to help them take off. They don't take off. They want to be with you. Exactly. Not, uh, yeah, absolutely. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. I am curious about this. So you say that you have this, like your character was a follower of this beetle deity. Now in a, in a setting where the gods are this involved in daily life, is that a, like, is that a much more like, oh yeah, you know, just uh, be a good enough fighter and you'll probably get a visit from your deity or something like that? Or is this more, you know, kind of the traditional Faerun thing where like, yeah, there's gods, we know they're like theoretically humanoids, but they're often Celestia doing God knows what. Yeah, our gods, uh, you know, they vary in, in degrees of involvement. My character is raised by another orc to be a, a vehicle of the will of Yoan, the beetle god, uh, the god of monsters, actually, uh, on our world. So yeah, my character doesn't meet Yoan until kind of the story begins and Yoan has something that they want Slake to do. But yeah, our gods, they're around. <laughs> they're probably not appearing to most people on a lot of occasions. But you know, Greek gods too, like they, they get around. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Yep. They famously so, do. All right. Th there's like a, a fun thing here buried in what you've said. So like... I'm a parent and I'm raising like kids to worship this beetle deity. I'm imagining like pushing them to like, you gotta be really nice to the bugs. It's a good idea to talk to them from time to time. Cause if you don't, the God of monsters is going to show up and talk to you about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, it's solid, solid parenting technique. The thing about Slake, I think is that it's a thing where it's like, no one asked you to do this. I okay. think like, it it's very much like orcs. In, in our world, they respect monsters because monsters are what they're getting, you know, uh, a lot of like food and resources from. Okay. Yeah. My character specifically just really likes monsters and really likes bugs. And I mean, I think that kind of has to do with some, uh, you know, psychology type stuff. I mean, if you want to ask me about beetle symbolism, <laughs> like I'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, uh so I want to ask about Yoan a little bit more. So if I remember right, the first time Yoan appeared in the podcast was when Slake was introduced, like early in that that first mm -hmm. arc that you were on the show. Was Yoan already in the setting? Was that something that you came up with? Uh, that you came up with with Cat? Yeah. How did that come? Well, out? the uh, the guardians who are you know kind of the main characters at the beginning of the show, they all. Uh, are sort of raised in a clan that's um, presided over by a different animal god. So there's a wolf clan, a crow clan, and a deer clan. And when I was conceptualizing my character, I was like, oh, I kind of would like to have some sort of animal icon. Cat didn't even actually ask, oh, you need to have an animal icon and have that be your thing. Just like Slake, you know, no one asked me, but I'll do it anyway. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to have like a beetle because I view beetles as symbols of resilience and survival. Um, like I think of cockroaches, which are animals that people generally don't value or want around, but they're really hard to kill. And I admire that about them. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That was an animal I was definitely resonating with. I was kind of having a rough time too when I first joined the podcast. As someone who struggles, you know, sometimes with like depression, I can appreciate how beetles just keep on living no matter how bad it gets. <laughs> also, sometimes they fly. And that. They're just neat little guys, you know? Yeah. What's not to love? I think there's like a crazy statistic. It's like if you if you like enumerate 
all of the living species on Earth, I think half of them are beetles. Uh, I, I think that is actually true. Maybe like a third, something like this. Way more than you would actually think. I mean, even if that's wrong, I'm going to choose to believe it because it just it just makes me feel so secure. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. We're saying it right now. It's going to be in the transcript. Therefore, it'll be linkable, citable. Now it's an internet fact. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Wikipedia, here I come. We're, we're going to end up on Snopes in 10 years. <laughs> it's going to be great. All right, I'm going to try and and put a bit of a bow on on harping on this. Here you are, you've devoted your life to this deity, and then here you go to join a group that's like, no, no, we're literally protecting this one deity who is walking with us. Is there any, presumably I would know this from sort of of interaction, but like, is there ever any like inter-deity conflict between like yes i mean definitely uh in this case my so my deity yoan works for vioni who is a scavenger goddess it just so happens that the main characters have already encountered this scavenger goddess and she kind of owes them a favor yeah it it, yoan ends up sending slake to go and help the guardians on behalf of vioni uh yeah i mean we're very polytheistic i mean i think it's like with greek pantheons if you want something to happen like if you want to um do really well on a test maybe you're gonna pray to the god of knowledge you're not uh you're not limited to uh yeah sticking with just the one deity and i think something i like about greek mythology is that people seem to be aware that in greek mythology they don't look at gods like as like oh these are these wonderful perfect beings that never do anything bad and that we should just be totally devoted to they're like no they're kind of they're kind of jerks sometimes, but you know, if you're nice to some of them at the right time, maybe something good will happen to you. Yeah, it's I have the body of a Greek god, but it's Bacchus, like that sort of thing <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah, I, I think absolutely. Like you bring up the idea of being polytheistic versus being monotheistic, and where you were going was that you would worship or you offer praise, you would request help, like you 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 send out wishes, right? You you pray. Where my head went was the literal belief in multiple gods. And and that's fascinating to me because it's like, what do you what do you mean you only believe? Like, there's two gods standing here. Pick one. Pick two. There's two. What are we gonna do? Yeah, yeah. But we've had jokes like that before where it's like um talking talking to a god you really don't like, and you're just like, I'm an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if, if I don't believe in you, you can't hurt me. What? Nope, that's not how this works at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, I saw it too uh, in your notes the idea of religion, and I think it's interesting because I almost when you do have gods that walk right, like when you can visibly see they are very much real and directly influencing you, it almost I'm like, is it still a religion? I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't. It's like we're we're not doing these ceremonies because we believe it's the right thing to do and it's a way of like honoring a tradition and a heritage. We're doing the ceremonies so he doesn't burn down the village. Yep. <laughs> so one of the primary conflicts in the whole podcast is that interdeity conflict between warring factions. God of War is kind of a big deal in the setting. We've seen a few of the gods appear in in person, quote unquote, on in the podcast. Corporeal. Remind me which one? The, oh, there was a hawk. There was a boar. There were. <laughs> yeah, I which one did you kill? I, mean, I don't want to make a big deal about it. Like you know, it's just like. <laughs> It's just a standard kind of casual right, idea side. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't casual. Uh, it was professional. So 
<laughs> so with the ability to kill deities and with at least one under your belt at this point, um, <laughs> like the party, the party's what level 11, 12 right now. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, right about 10 or 11, I think. Okay. Uh, which deity are you planning to kill next? Oh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't want to like, I don't want to limit my <laughs> options, you know, like I, I feel like I'm still kind of figuring myself out. So, um, <laughs> we'll see who we, who we kill next. It'll be like a fun surprise. I feel like the perfect line is like the next one who crosses me. That's the oh, one I'm going to yeah. kill. Just... Yeah. See, I'm not, I'm not cool enough to have thought to have said that. No, I've heard you were pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. There was well, a top hat. I do have top hats. So I guess indisputably I am pretty cool. Absolutely. <laughs> Which just... implies you have tops. Incident, yeah. as I've learned recently. And yeah, tops I are have... awesome. Well, Beyblades mainly. Beyblades. Oh, see, no, that's like the automated version of making top hats. You get the Beyblade and then you, anyway. Um, no. <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta rip it. You, you really got to like rip it and get the thread going. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Absolutely. That's what <laughs> we should do. New business venture. This is interesting. Cause that's, I mean, this just reminds me of like the, the three O supplement where that we last got a lot of information about deities. I thought you were going to say Beyblades. <laughs> I mean, no, that would clearly be Tasha's where we got Artificers, duh. Where is um, the like, D&D Beyblade supplement? Uh, I, I've seen the dice that are shaped like tops where you can like spin them and then it lands. We'll have a link in the show notes, folks. Right. <laughs> right. But so, I, This reminds me of like Deities and Demigods, you know, a book that I heavily referenced for one particular character for reasons that we don't have time to go into, nor should we. It was really interesting talking about like in 3.x, if you wanted to become a deity in the standard setting of Greyhawk, where we don't have, you know, go past the trial of uh, get drunk and pass out and become a god. If you the wanted best. to become a deity, you basically had to kill or talk one of the gods out of their post. Mm. It seems like, you know, you guys are becoming some pretty powerful characters in your own right at this point. Are there any dreams of apotheosis? Oh, I mean, uh, we do have kind of a central conflict with uh, one of our, well, a couple of our, well, two at least of our main <laughs> characters uh, on the show who are, one is Mary, who, you know, is, yeah, this reincarnation, who's kind of, the, the thing about being a god in our world, with Kat's world building, is that when you live for a very, very long time, you tend to, you know, lose your mind and your humanity, which is not super great. There is kind of this tension where, you know, we're trying to protect and defend our goddess and we need her power to help save the world. But at the same time, there is, yeah, a, a tension between staying human and um, the other the other option. And, and we have a demigod <laughs> who is uh, our close friend, uh, Phelan the Betrayer, the kind of name that you automatically just uh, trust. Welcome in, in the circle. Put exactly. your arms around them. We like, th I believe, like the very moment that the characters met him, they were just like, "He's our best friend now." Um, Absolutely. And they stare back often. We will, like, we won't even allow him to betray us. It's fine. He'll be trying to stab us, and we're just gonna, we're just gonna hug him so hard that the the knife won't even be able to penetrate our our tender backs um but uh i digress i i don't know where i'm going <laughs> just thinking about my good friend phelan and how he's not gonna stab me it is totally not going to go wrong yeah that's what i'm hearing uh, nothing could go wrong here you know listeners at home uh if you if you take nothing else away as you listen to the dames and dragons podcast phelan the betrayer good guy 
I mean, he is though. He's just he's just a little guy. He's, yeah. you know, he's, just, he's just doing his best. It's, like you, it's not you his build, fault he got named that. Yeah, you build one bridge, they don't call you a bridge builder. You betrayed one entire village, and all of a sudden everything's yeah, yeah, terrible people. Well, you know, he was uh, he was assigned betrayer at birth, so. Uh, oh well that's okay that's right that's a that's a problem I, yeah yeah it's it's rough yeah that i feel like a mistake has been made and i think we should all acknowledge that a mistake was made um hmm. so i do want to step away from like the setting and the content of the, the podcast and i want to talk about making art <laughs> so one of the things that got me as i started listening and started going through a lot of Actual play podcast or actual play shows, you know, first of all, varying degrees of quality. I think yours is up there. It's it's a very high quality podcast. Well, thank if you. people enjoy that, 100% like hop in. Uh, now, that being said, both high quality and low quality, when somebody says like, okay, I need to do a voice, it's immediately, well, I'm going to do an accent and it's probably going to be British. <laughs> right? I mean, no. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting, it's like, how did people talk in the olden days? Obviously, everybody spoke English, but they spoke it with a British accent. Exactly. 100%. (laughs) What I really enjoyed is I I feel like the cast does an amazing job of conveying emotion, excitement, like passion for things without always like resolving. It's like, oh, well, we're going to do an accent now. Like you can actually hear the enthusiasm, which to me sounds like a character's voice, hear real emotion. It's almost like as you're doing the role playing you're role-playing, and I think that's wonderful. Oh, well, thank you. I love to do a silly voice myself, um, but, you know, I mean, yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> what's the word? Uh, I feel like once you get used to doing a voice, it's probably easier to emote in it. I mean, Slake kind of hurts my little baby vocal cords a little bit, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the more you do it, like, the more it just sort of becomes a, an inextractable part of you yeah i i really enjoy it uh and and please save your vocal cords <laughs> i'll try <laughs> no it's it, it's really cool to me and i hope folks also enjoy that i i feel like if you're a person thinking about like how can i role play how can i do character it's like i don't want to learn to speak cognate it's like okay well there are alternatives and this is a fantastic <laughs> example that i think is worth looking at one of the things that i wondered how how do you think about approaching the actual play podcast where there's a setting and a history and you know, you're building a story and you know, there's consumers of this story outside your circle versus when you're sitting at home and you're playing, you know, a home game with no microphones anywhere nearby. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, definitely differences. One thing uh, that's just really great is the fact that Kat, Juniper and Noel, they're all writers. They're all, they're all storytellers. They're all, I mean, I think all of us, just as a preference, we tend to be people who are more focused on kind of the storytelling and world building and like character interaction aspect of D&D versus more of the mechanics. We're, we're ultimately all working together to just try and tell the best story we can tell. Yeah, we're all trying to tell the best story we can tell. Yeah, just using D&D as a vehicle for that. No, I think that's awesome. And I guess towards that point, so your release schedule, you release a one-hour episode every other week? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Um, occasionally they're a little longer, a little shorter, but uh, okay. yeah, that's the general schedule. <laughs> it's like, no, at, at one-hour period, we cut it. I don't care what was happening in the middle of it. Mid-sentence, <laughs> we're done. No, absolutely. <laughs> and and towards that, you, you won't necessarily have combat every single session, maybe every other session, this sort of thing, because the storytelling is the thing that excites you and i think it's what excites your audience as well but of course it is D D. occasionally 
conflict, you know, conflict arrives at combat. Uh, and here you have super awesome characters who can execute on that. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Combat's always an interesting challenge for us. <laughs> I mean, not that not that there aren't parts of it that we enjoy, but yeah, it is. I do think it can be hard trying to find ways to keep combat fresh and interesting when you're doing a, a serialized podcast where you've done and you have a set kind of number of actions and things that you can do. Uh, but I, I feel like Kat does a good job of putting us in, you know, Interest. She gives us lots of environmental stimulation in our enclosures, so I'm grateful for that. Awesome, awesome. Caster Zoo. There we go. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll be in my trailer. So where can folks find Dames and Dragons? Uh, yes, we are on, uh, well, we have a website, uh, damesanddragons.com. Got a Twitter, at Dragon Dames. We're on Patreon. And let's see. Oh, Tumblr. <laughs> and we have a fan Discord. And that's a lot of fun, too. So if you're looking to, you know, talk to other folks who are into it, that's a great place. Yeah. And our, our website kind of has all the links to everything. So it's a good centralized location. And awesome. And we'll put a link in the show notes so folks can find that as well. Oh, yes. And Hannah, where can we find your art? Because it's awesome. Uh, thank you. Uh, yes, I uh, I would love for people to find my art. I am at Thistle Beetle on uh, Instagram and Twitter and Tumblr. And I also have a website, just hannahculvert.com. So yeah, uh, if you want to you wanna see what weird uh, nonsense I'm up to, please do. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, we've really enjoyed it. Hannah Colbert. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun talking to y'all. And yeah, if folks want to, please check out the show. We are uh, wrapping up, golly, is it arc seven already? And uh, yeah, if you're looking for good jumping on points, I would say start at the beginning, but we do arc recaps as well. Uh, so if you're wanting to catch up quicker or, you know, skip certain bits or binge, that's a that's a thing. And uh, another option, if you're intimidated by our current uh, number of episodes, uh, I would highly recommend checking out uh, a little bonus campaign that we did. It is the first two episodes are publicly available on our Patreon, and they're set in our same world as the main campaign, but they're different characters. It tells a different story. You don't need to be familiar with any of the rest of it to know what's going on. And it kind of has a weird old Hollywood feel, which was not planned, but happened, and I'm very happy about it. Awesome, awesome. All right, well, if you've enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcast and rate us on Spotify or your favorite podcast app. It's a quick, free way to support the podcast and helps us to reach new listeners. You can find links in the show notes. You'll find the affiliate links for sourcebooks and other materials linked in the show notes, as well as on RPGBot.net. Following these links helps us to make this show happen every week. <laughs> This, this is this is the second or third time where it's like there there were no source books. There, there were no source books. <laughs> There's no source book, right? Uh -huh. I'm not I'm not insane. No, we we didn't talk source books. No, no, actually we talked about third edition deities and demigods. Oh my god, yeah. We, okay, we, we have to get that link in there. No, actually I meant okay, Dames and Dragons source book. Are you ready to announce live? Oh, oh I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Internet, don't, don't oh, panic. I have one more question I forgot to ask. Oh yeah. Who is Chantel? Oh, who, who is Chantel? I mean, who, who am I? Who is anyone? Uh, who is Chantel? An icon, a concept, a lifestyle? That's for you to decide. Is, is Chantel really a lifestyle? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was really just waiting for like, oh, who is Chantel? And then they just disconnect. Oh, I mean, you can definitely edit that in. Oh, that's a great idea. Just have it be dead air after that. Perfect. Perfect.
good good all right awesome yay that was a good time when facing a family law matter it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process it's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help it's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.